0: Welcome to the Sales Navigator Live Show with Stan and Bryn. Join LinkedIn expert and sales professional Bryn Tillman and me, Stan Robinson Jr., Chief Coaching Officer here at Social Sales Link, as we bring you the best tips and strategies for leveraging Sales Navigator for your sales success. Enjoy the show. Welcome LinkedIn Live viewers and uh, welcome to the podcast listeners who will be listening at a later point. Those of you who are watching live may say, okay, I saw Bryn Tillman in the little banner and I don't think this is Bryn. Hair may be similar, but, <laughs> but definitely not. So I am thrilled to have Tamika Brunetti with us today. Um, I I can't remember where we first ran across each other, or whether it was in Sales Navigator Community, or what the deal is. But she's a long time both Sales Navigator evangelist, user, um, you name it. So welcome to the show, Tamika.
1: Thank you so much, Dan, for for having me. You know, I don't know where we cross paths either, but we're here, so and I'm excited to to share a little bit about, you know, my perspective of the tool. Um, today, I, not necessarily utilizing the tool on a daily basis. I've, I've switched areas. I'm now back into program management. I'm a program project director with Equinix in the transformation office. So I get to work on some really cool enterprise wide programs now.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And, um, I know everyone in the Sales Nav community, though, still, still knows you and, and uh, were commenting when you said you were going to be here. And can you talk just a little bit about um, your involvement with Sales Nav when you were, were more active? Because, did I hear correctly? Were you like a virtual meetup organizer, one of about four in the world or something? Did I see that right?
1: oh that's correct so um prior to to where i am today i um was with centurylink now lumen technologies and i was uh, running their linkedin sales navigator program and so i was hired essentially to to evangelize the tool and um in order to do that i needed to know as much about the tool as possible and so i reached out to um the customer success manager at the time, uh, Kritika Gupta, have to give her a shout out because she indulged me over countless hours of answering questions, designing plays and processes and more. And also I'd like to shout out, my second CSM, her name was uh, Laura Zupan. She helped me expand the program beyond just sellers into the customer success side of the house. And so uh, with their support, that's how I really got involved in, Uh, the sales, actually, it's the sales solutions community now. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's evolved into that. And so I've been able to, um, you know, speak on webinars, and I've had the opportunity to be a meetup organizer. We've kind of gone dark, but I'm hoping we come back, you know, with that. So, um, you know, life gets busy.
0: (laughs) Yes, believe me, I totally understand. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was gonna start with a question, and we will come back to the question about why you recommend organizations use sales navigator, but you mentioned something just now about expanding the use of sales nav at central Link from just the sales folks to customer success. Yes. Is, did I hear that right? Yes. Okay. Can you expand on that a little bit?
1: Yeah. Um, so in my opinion, we are all sellers, marketers, and recruiters, regardless what our role is, um, and so, you know, I kind of proposed to the the president at the time, who was over customer success, that we needed to do that. We needed to give them insight as well because they're being expected to um, uh, to help with the retention and to essentially upsell, right? Yes. And so, I truly believe that sales, customer success, let's, see, let's just go through the list: marketing consultants, um, external affairs, fundraisers, volunteer managers, anyone in the business of relationships needs to be on this tool. It's a strategic relationship builder, not a search engine.
0: We, wonderful. I, (laughs) I, I love that because I was always thinking of it in terms of, okay, customer facing, so that goes beyond sales as you said, anyone that's involved in customer success, but you expanded it such that it's it's almost public facing.
1: Yeah, it really is. Because oh. I was first introduced to the tool when I used to work for EY and I was a consultant. Now I didn't know half, probably not even 5% of what I know today, but I still had access and it was very helpful then. But it's anyone who is, um, yeah, external facing, who's responsible for... Um, you know bringing in opportunities leads quota bearing headcount yeah business of wow. relationships
0: okay well i've already got my money's worth cuz i i wasn't <laughs> thinking about sales nav in that in those terms yeah and uh just just to be clear to our audience even though we're super excited about sales Navigator, neither of us make any type of money from Sales Nav. We're not here to sell Sales Navigator um, in that sense. Oh. But my, my first question was going to be, why you recommend that organizations use Sales Navigator? We've been talking about who should be using it. Now let's talk a little bit about the why.
1: Why wouldn't you use it? That's <laughs> how, that's really, my gut response it's you're hurting yourself if you're not using it like mm-hmm. this platform just crossed 1 billion members this last week
0: yep LinkedIn. so you
1: have the yep. opportunity to connect with people all over the world that you would never get that opportunity to connect with and sales navigator is built off of that platform so it's got user generated content so everybody who goes to Sales Navigator, or actually, I'm sorry, let me, let me take a step back. Anybody who goes to LinkedIn and is announcing that they have changed jobs, chances are they're updating their email addresses and contact information too. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So why wouldn't you use it? And then also, it just, it helps you work smarter and not harder in this digital world because there's just so much information and opportunity in
0: one place. <clears> hmm <throat> Yes, yes, we we are definitely all deluged with information. There's a the term information overload that may already be outdated. There's probably a, a new and better term. But the point is that we've all got information coming at us from all directions. And one of the challenges is, is figuring out, okay, what's the most relevant? What can I use to help me do my job more effectively? And one of the things that Sales Navigator does is it helps us parse through that information and it surfaces the information that's most of interest and of benefit to us. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the the why, because because I can tell folks who've been using Sales Navigator for a while, because some things are just second nature in terms of alerts and search capabilities and so forth can we drill down just a little bit because there may be some listeners there will be who may be thinking about using sales navigator and they're not sure okay well what is it that makes this tool so different from linkedin or even linkedin premium some may be paying for linkedin premium they they have features like oh i can see the last everyone that's viewed my profile for the past 90 days. Okay, that's awesome. Okay, because you can't do that on LinkedIn. Uh But in addition to that, what else does Sales Navigator give you that LinkedIn doesn't?
1: Okay, well, can I just comment on the example you just gave about seeing who's viewed your profile over the last 90 days?
0: Sure, absolutely.
1: I see that as an opportunity to reach back out to that person and say, hey, I saw you were checking out my profile. I'm actually on the process of updating it. Can you help me understand what caught your attention? Start that conversation. Mm. Open the door. You can be first.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. And um, I love that because we always, in our training, we teach people, hey, if someone has looked at your profile, that's like they're knocking on your front door. So if you reach out to them and say, hey, notice as you said, I noticed you were checking out my profile. Notice you peeked at my profile. Notice you stopped by. And I love what you said about, hey, I'm in the process of updating. Can you kind of tell me what caught your attention? That is a beautiful thing. And that's one of the things I love about these uh, the live events is you can go back and listen. For the Nuggets once again. Um, some people say, "Well, isn't that kind of creepy?" It's like I just looked at your profile, and then all, all of a sudden, I'm getting a an invitation from you to connect. Um, what do you say to people who who you know may not come from the LinkedIn universe, and they think, "Well, uh, that that can, sounds kind of creepy."
1: you don't have to send a connection request. You can send an email, you can actually go to their their profile and if they've made it public enough, you can comment on one of their their posts, yep. right? So there's different ways that you can um, address it without coming across as creepy. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes, exactly. And yeah. those those who are familiar with LinkedIn already know that, hey, unlike other social platforms, if someone just looks at your profile, you can see that.
1: hmm Okay,
0: because yeah. that's not true of other social platforms. And so for those who, who've been on LinkedIn a while, they already know that, and it's, it's not as, quote, unquote, creepy. But as you said, there are other ways to engage. Yes. And they're good to be aware of because you can actually start building relationships, as you just mentioned, by looking for content that they've posted Mm -hmm. that you can comment on without even sending an invitation. Mm -hmm. Because if you comment and tag them, they may wind up sending you an invitation to connect.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And so you were asking uh, for those who don't necessarily know the, all the ways that you can actually benefit from the tools. Um, the couple of features that I really like about um, Sales Navigator is that it it really helps you to take advantage of low-hanging fruit. They've got those, they used to be called spotlights, but now they're, they're embedded in the filters. Um, my favorites are um, you've been, the person's been mentioned in the news in the past 90 days, or they posted on LinkedIn in the last 30 days and uh they've changed jobs in the last 90 days so the the first and the third about the 90 days either they're in the news or they change jobs send a note and congratulate them everybody likes to be recognized everybody likes to be congratulated that's an easy easy win um those who have posted in the last 30 days well that let you know there there's a high probability that they might actually respond because they've actually been on the tool in the past 30 days. Cause not everybody is actually active, right? Just cause yep. they have a profile doesn't mean they're on here.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Most people on LinkedIn are lurkers. So I'm glad you brought that up yes. now. So, so, and I'll let you continue, but that that is so key cause a lot of people don't realize that or they're consistently posting and they're not getting much engagement. Mm-hmm. Since most people are lurkers, they are consuming your content. A lot of times they're just not letting you know it, unfortunately, because they're <laughs> not commenting or they're not reacting, yep. but keep posting. Yes. S-
1: you're, you're so right. Cause they're either a lurker, an engager or a creator. Right. Yeah. Um, And then also what I really enjoy about the the tool is that it allows you to build, sustain, and maintain relationships. So, for example, Mm -hmm. trying to build relationships with maybe a a prospect or um, a decision maker, right? I create lead lists. I use all kinds of lists. I don't even have access to an enterprise license anymore, but I purchase my own (laughs) and create lists because you never know who you want to meet, right? It's all about building relationships. So I will use filters like they've been in there less than a year at their company, less than a year in their current role, second degree connection, because they're a friend of a friend, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not too far away. Um, They've changed jobs. They've posted on LinkedIn. So I create those kind of lists. Um, And then I look for connection points. Are we in shared groups? Are we, do we have mutual connection? You know, those types of things. And then when it comes to sustaining relationships, so maybe um, the example that comes to mind is you received a new account and it's a dark and dim account, Mm -hmm. right? So you've got a list of um, contacts. Don't know if it's really outdated or not but you can go create a list with all those contacts and then start seeing what their activity is like and then you can start engaging with them and hopefully you can become like a household product household name become Clorox <laughs> right <laughs> you know you could, you know if you're at the person you're trying to meet post things you can comment on it react on them several times you know let them get familiar with your name because they they receive those notifications that say hey, Tamika reacted to your your post, Tamika commented. So that's going to prompt them to react, right? And so when you do that for a little bit and then you send that connection request, there's a better chance they're going to be like, ah, that's just Tamika. (laughs) Like Clorox, right? I became a household name. (laughs) So you're no longer a stranger.
0: (laughs) This is one of many firsts. Thinking of our thinking of myself as a, a product like a Clorox. Now I, but it's cool, and I will remember it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so true. Mm-hmm. Um, good. Now, you mentioned a couple of different aspects of relationship. I remember, you mentioned three things. I just want to make sure you were able to cover all three. In yeah. Terms so the- of those.
1: So the third one is maintaining those relationships. Mm -hmm. So a lot of instances, you're being pushed to go deeper and wider in accounts. So why not create lead lists specifically by those uh, different functions within an organization? Because most of the time, uh, software um, sellers are going towards people who are in IT. right? They're not looking for other areas when they should. So if I sell uh, tools that support HR professionals, I need to start building lead lists with people who might be working in HRIS or HR delivery services because they're the ones who will probably implement the tool Mm -hmm. and train their peers on the tool, tool. right? Those are your business stakeholders. So that's where you want to start creating those other lists uh, so you can go deeper and wider.
0: Great, great. Yep. I, well, Tamika, I for one am going to go back and listen to this on replay. I love Sorry it. Sorry for all the giggles. No, no, no worries, no worries. Because, because you know, if it were just me, it would kind of be flat. And and Brynn is usually on, so there's no challenge with it, with things ever being flat. So, so it's I really great. Enjoy it. It's great. So one thing you mentioned um, was the opportunity for referrals. At least you alluded to it when you mentioned second degree connections and that, that, okay, there's a common connection there. And I know one of the things we always talk about is what we call social proximity, which is just... One of the beautiful things about LinkedIn and sales navigators, they show you the chain of relationships mm-hmm. between you and other people, um, which is one of the things that I think Reed Hoffman and the founders originally had in mind when they started LinkedIn. It's like a Rolodex on steroids for those yes. listeners who don't have to look up what a Rolodex is. Um, Yep, but anything you'd like to say just about, okay, you see that someone's a second degree connection, do you approach the person you have in common? And especially if it's a high value prospect, um, do you approach the person you have in common yet and say, hey, do I see you're connected with this person? Or how do you go about leveraging that relationship?
1: So when I see those opportunities, I have to weigh, the the level of closeness i have with that actual connection point because i can't just go to everybody and say hey i saw you're connected to the ceo can you can you give me a warm introduction no (laughs) because people are putting their credibility on the line as well yep right so that's how
0: i approach it very good very good what we will recommend a lot of times because many times you will have multiple shared connections and since we're not mind readers you know you know how well you know each of those people but you do not know how well your prospect knows each of those people so what we'll do many times is send out a note the same note to several of the mutual connections and say hey I noticed that you're uh, connected to Tamika on LinkedIn, and I plan to touch base with her um, within the next couple of weeks. We, do you have the type of relationship with her where you feel comfortable introducing us? Some of those may just drop to the ground and get no response. Another person may say, like many of us, I'm connected with her on LinkedIn, but honestly, <laughs> we've mm-hmm. never talked. Uh, we're just connected. Another person may say, "Tamika, I'm going to see her at a chamber meeting in two weeks. We see each other all the time. I'm happy to connect you. Mm-hmm. And then another person may say, you know, I, I kind of know her a little bit. I'm I'm happy to make the connection. But so now you have a choice. And who are you going to choose? You're going to choose the person who say, hey, I'm going to see her in two weeks. Yep. And so you ask them for the introduction. Well, what about the person who said, well, I'm happy to introduce you, but I'm not really, you know, I'll try. Email them back and say, hey, thank you so much for offering to make the introduction. I found someone who, who is closer to me and is glad to introduce us as well. Please keep me in mind if I can introduce you to anybody in the future.
1: Yes, always close the loop and pay it forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so great. Now the time is flying. I have if it's okay with you, I've got time for a couple of quick questions if if you're good with that. Yeah. Um we've talked about a number of features on sales nav. Uh are there one or two that when you were really active on the platform that you found yourself using over and over and over again?
1: My favorite. Hands down, favorite is Smart Links.
0: Oh, so and great. I wish it
1: was available for all licenses. <laughs> yes, my favorite. Yes, and uh, the reason why is because you can just do so much with it. You can, instead of sending an email with attachments that either get uh, will end up getting quarantined or don't make it through the firewall. You can package everything up so ne- nice and neat in one link up to like, I believe it's 15 assets and share and also um, kind of orchestrate the story that you want the way that you want people to actually uh, engage with the content that you're sharing because you, know, you can rename files. Mm. So I, I just love that tool.
0: Yes, we do here. I'm so glad you mentioned that that tool. Um one thing that is worth looking into, I just haven't had time to. Um, it's not available to holders of a core sales navigator license. I understand that an individual can buy an advanced sales navigator license, and SmartLinks is available to any advanced user. Oh. So now it costs more. I don't, honestly, I don't know. I forget what the price point is for advanced, but that's something that I wasn't aware of before. And I just became aware of. So those who really love smart links may say, well, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll pay the extra $50, whatever the, the figure is. Right. Just to get smart links, even though I don't have an enterprise license anymore. So just something to, to think about as far as whether it's a, a possibility, because I didn't know that myself until recently.
1: Good to know. Good to
0: know. I'll have to check into that. Yep. Um, It's not news to most people on the call that Sales Navigator changes every once in a while. Um, Are there any tips that you have as far as just keeping up with changes? Sales Nav has gotten better about notifying us about changes. Okay. I'd say they're better than LinkedIn. Just saying. But any 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 advice you have just as far as, okay, how to keep up with changing. For me,
1: it's all about, I painstakingly go through those statements of direction. It's like the roadmap to mm-hmm. understand what has just been released or what's on the future roadmap. But the community is the best place to go because you can, people are from all over the world using the tools so differently. Um, you can answer questions, ask questions. Uh, there's challenges, but then there's also the community within the community. And like, mm-hmm. I see uh, Scott, Scotty Robbins on, on the call. He's in my little community within the community.
0: So that's the best way to do it. Ooh. Ah, yet another nugget. <laughs> Thank you, to it. Yeah, that, because uh, Again, you know, and, and I feel like I've been living under a rock because I hadn't heard the term "community within the community," and that is so powerful. That's that's um, again worth the price of admission right there. So that's uh, just something to be aware of. Take advantage of the resources and, and form relationships. Because I noticed right off the bat, you called him Scotty. I said, <laughs> these these folks know each other. Um, yeah yep so cool <laughs> cool so two two last things and these are quick I I, I promise is there anything in terms of um, features of functionality that you would love to see added or anything you've kind of been saying can y'all please bring this now they are bringing some things when it comes to AI that're going to be wonderful that mm-hmm. can't quite talk about yet But anything that that comes to mind for you in terms of what you'd love to see?
1: Well, of course, it has to do with smart links.
0: (laughs) Very cool.
1: As a person who ran a program for uh, for very a very large program for a corporation, it would be great if there was a capability for admins or another role that could be created where they can create smart links and share them with others who can then duplicate that as their own smart link. Cause as it stands, if I create one share it with you and you send it out to say, Scotty, I get notified. You, get all the notifications. Yeah. you don't get, you don't get the notification and you don't get the insights. So if you just think about sales professionals, super busy always running up against a deadline of some sort. If it's a seamless process, a couple of steps, a couple of clicks, better chance for increased adoption. Otherwise, not everyone's going to take the time to download the content that's in that smart link if it's made downloadable and then recreate their own.
0: Yeah, that is so true. That that's, That is an amazing suggestion. And that's one of the ones where you say, well, why haven't they done that before?
1: I know you're number, not the only
0: person to ask for it.
1: Well, that was the number one pain point I would hear from the sellers and, and customer success folks.
0: Gotcha. Yep. Mm-hmm. And one thing I neglected to highlight when we were talking about Smart Links, we talked about the fact that you can send multiple pieces of content and so forth, um, is the tracking. And the fact that you get notified when someone start opens it and you get to see exactly what they're looking at and how long and what's of interest and who they've passed it on to. Yes. And even years later, because it's happened to Bryn, someone popped open a smart link of a proposal that she sent them that had no contact over the years, That person did not contact her. All they did was open the smart link, look at it, bring out the notification, followed up with them, turned into business. Love
1: it. So that,
0: that notification aspect is super, super valuable. And thank you, Scotty, for doing all this (laughs) research. This is awesome. I'm looking at him in the chat. Let me let me thank you. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Now to to wrap up, um, for folks who want to learn more about you, Tamika, or more about Equinix, or more about how to, to you know get your digital swagger on, tell folks how they can can follow up and he contact you, however, whatever you prefer. All
1: right. Well, I I invite people to connect with me or follow with, follow me on LinkedIn. My contact information's out there as well. So um, LinkedIn's that that's a single source of truth for access to
0: Tamika. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, listen, Tamika, thank you so much for making this time. This has been absolutely awesome. Really thank appreciate you. it. Yep. Yeah, I didn't, I had not realized that you had worked with, um, I know CenturyLink is a large sales nap user, but EY, I think, is one of the largest mm-hmm. sales nap users in the world. Yeah. So greatly appreciate your insights. This has been awesome, and I hope we're able to do it again in the future.
1: Thank you. I had, I had a blast, and I look forward to doing this again.
0: All righty. And to our viewers and listeners, thank you, and we look forward to seeing you all soon. Bye now. Thanks for listening and join us again for more insights on sales navigator and social selling strategies that will differentiate you from your competitors and accelerate your sales success. In the meantime, you can go to socialsaleslink.com forward slash library for free content on LinkedIn sales navigator and social selling.